Welcome once again, everyone, to our latest edition of Conversations with Carlton, a podcast sponsored by the Texas Economic Development Council, produced by Amy Swank. And today's guest is none other than one of the really most pivotal figures in the history of our organization, Gary Vest. Gary, um, it is a delight to have you uh, on board today. Welcome. Um, great to see your face and uh, great to have you today. Well, thank you, Carlton. It's a pleasure for me to be here. Gary, um, for those of you all who, who don't know our history, uh, it is a, a very important part of our history, not only because of his extensive career at several different stops um, in economic development, but Gary was the chair of our organization uh, and, and one of the key figures, if not the most key figure in, uh, in working with Senator Ratliff, members of the legislature to get the economic development sales tax passed in 1989. Um, but before we get into that, Gary, um, you know, everybody has a journey to economic development. Uh, you're no different. Tell us, uh, tell us about, I know, I know a lot about it, but I probably, there are probably some things I don't. So tell us how you got into uh, economic development and then we'll get into the ED sales tax. Okay, well, Carlton, it was uh, pretty simple. I was a senior in college uh, in Abilene, Texas. I, I went to McMurray University and uh, just like everybody, when you're a senior, you're starting to think about what am I gonna do when I get out of here? And, and uh, West Texas Utilities had a job opening in uh, what they called area development back then. And uh, so I went and talked to the uh, boss, the vice president there at West Texas Utilities, and uh, he hired me. I was still in school. And so I started working part-time every afternoon uh, to uh, study economic development and become familiar with the West Texas Utilities Territory. I mean, it was a big territory. It served 52 counties in West Texas. Did a lot of traveling, wore out a lot of cars. But uh, anyway, so I started working part-time. And when I graduated uh, from Matt Murray, I went full-time with West Texas Utilities in area development. So just plunged right into the fire uh, immediately, just about as green as you could possibly be. But I worked for a man named Bill Sales. And Bill Sales was a lobbyist and well-known economic developer. He helped form Texas Economic Development Council and, and uh, you know, with uh, Jim Bradley and some of those guys. And, and right. so, you know, they were all friends. And, and so Bill brought me to my first TEDC conference and, you know, kind of showed me the ropes, introduced me around and everything. And he said, from now on, it's yours. <laughs> and uh, so I became the... Uh, area development guy for West Texas Utilities, traveled all of our territory, recruiting industry and doing all that. And did that for a, a little bit over nine years. And then uh, the uh, Abilene Chamber of Commerce had an opening uh, with their Industrial Development Corporation. They needed a chairman over there. And, and uh, uh, Wade Terrell came to me, he was head of the chamber. Wade Terrell, also an iconic guy in the chamber business, and and Wade came and asked if I'd be interested in coming over there, and they offered me a lot more money, so naturally I was interested. <laughs> and uh, 
So I went to work for the uh, Abilene Industrial Foundation and started doing the economic development for the city of Abilene. I'd done it for 52 counties in West Texas, uh, the largest cities being Abilene and San Angelo. So let let me, let me interrupt you just right there for a second. So at that point in time, you decided, well, you know, rather than have a lengthy corporate career, you really wanted a career in economic development, correct? Well, I, uh, I did Carlton because that's where I had, uh, you know, nine years of experience mm-hmm. and uh, the, the corporate structure of the utility companies were changing uh, dramatically. Mm-hmm. Uh, utility companies are renowned for shooting themselves in the foot when it comes to economic development. When the times are, are bad and they're not expanding the territories, they would cut the, the economic development department and, you know, just do away with it. I mean, look at, at Texas utilities and some of those. I mean, you know, you look at them and you see that at the worst time in history, they, they would cut it when they should have been increasing it, <laughs> right? you know, to improve their load. But I even did, when I was going through the Economic Development Institute at the University of Oklahoma, uh, I wrote my thesis on the evolution of area development activities in the investor-owned electric utilities. I, I, that was my thesis. And I did a research. I, I sent uh, questionnaires that I designed to all the investor-owned electric utility companies in the United States. And, you know, when you do those kind of surveys, you know, man, if you could get 10%, you'd consider that to be extremely good. I got like 85% participation wow. in the survey, which was unheard of. But anyway, so I, I put my thesis together and everything, and it just kind of showed that history that, uh, you know, the electric utilities had been renowned for doing exactly the opposite of what they should do. But uh, anyway, <laughs> the corporate structure was changing there at West Texas Utilities. I saw the corporate structure changing. Central Southwest Corporation was taking more and more of a control in the local company. And what when I went to work at West Texas Utilities, it was a family kind of business. Uh, when I left, it had become a a corporation. And so I saw it really changing. And I, I just didn't see a place for me there in West Texas utilities. And mostly because I didn't have an electrical engineering degree. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and Gary, I didn't mean to get you off track there. It, uh, picking up where, where you were, you had gone, just gone to the Abilene Industrial Foundation. Yes. What, what year was that? Uh, that was in, uh, let's see, 1985, 1985. And uh, one of the things that I did, Carlton, when I go over there, like most uh, industrial development programs in the state of Texas, they were inadequately funded and couldn't do the things that they needed to do. Uh, conversely, during the same time, uh, Senator Ratliff, had, he, he ran a, an engineering firm over at Mount Pleasant, Texas, right. outside yep. of the state. And uh, Senator Ratliff was the chairman of their economic development effort, their industrial foundation. <laughs> and they didn't have the money to do the things they needed to do. And uh, so 
Senator Ratliff started looking around for what could we do to change this? And uh, he started investigating the sales tax. And I heard about that he was looking at that. So I went to see him. Did you know him before then? No, yeah. I did not. No, okay. I and I, but I went to see him in Austin and, and I told him what Oklahoma was doing as far as the sales tax, you know, how they were uh, initiating this sales tax to fund their economic development efforts in the state of Oklahoma. And he said, well, we need to look at that. So we got all the information. I say we, me and his staff and, and uh, of course, Bill. And we started researching and everything. So Bill drafted a... Uh, a piece of legislation to allow cities that wanted to uh, to adopt an economic development sales tax. It could be uh, an eighth, a quarter, uh, or a half percent uh, of the sales tax. But in most of the areas, the sales tax was already maxed out. So somebody would have to give it up, you know, and, and uh, usually it was the county that would have to give up whatever percentage they were going to do. But in Abilene, uh, I was very fortunate. We only had an 8% sales tax. And, you know, we could go to eight and a, eight and a half. And so we did a, a quarter of a percent for uh, economic development and a quarter percent for tax reduction, which, you know, I mean, that, that helped uh, seal the, the, the deal. But to get back to our legislation, uh, well, Bill came up with the with a piece of legislation to allow this, to authorize it. And uh, so I went to my senator uh, uh, and I, I told my senator about uh, what Bill was working on and everything. And I said, I need you to vote, vote for this and bring everybody you can uh, to vote for it. And my senator was a, a liberal Democrat, a guy named uh, Temple Dixon. He was a trial lawyer from Sweetwater, Texas. And he had really won that seat <laughs> in, a, in a way he shouldn't have. I mean, we had, a, we had a great senator there named Grant Jones. And anyway, so Temple had become our senator, but I had a good relationship <laughs> with Temple and went to see him. He said, yeah, I'll bring, you all these, I'll bring you all these senators to vote for it, you know, when the Senator Ratliff proposes it. So it, it, I went to Senator Ratliff and, Came up for a vote the next day. Well, guess what? <laughs> Got resoundingly defeated. And uh, Temple voted against it. <laughs> and so Beatrice Solomon, who worked for Bill Ratliff, she calls me and she said, Gary, our bill got defeated. And, and even Senator Dixon voted against it. And I said, what? And she said, yeah, he voted against it. And I said, well, okay, I'll be there in the morning. <laughs> so I got my car. I took off to Austin. And uh, so... First thing the next morning, I walk in Temple Dixon's office and Temple sees me coming and he's, he's just waving me on back. And he says, come on back. I know what you want. Uh, I got to talk to you about it. And I said, you told me you'd vote for this bill. We got to have this bill. And he said, yeah, I know I did. He said, but I hadn't read it when I told you I'd vote for it. And he said, we read it. And uh, there were too many things in there we couldn't agree with. And I said, well, like what, Temple? Let's go over it. <clears throat> so he pulled up the legislation. We took a highlighter and went through it, and we marked everything that was, uh, you know, offensive to all of his cronies there in the Senate. 
And he said, if you'll get Senator Ratliff to change all these things, he said, then uh, it'll pass. And I said, it's done deal. So I ran down to Senator Ratliff's office and uh, I went in to see Bill and I told Bill, I said, this is what he said. We got to make all these changes and everything. Bill calls in his staff. So we made all the changes, printed out a new bill. And uh, sure enough, uh, goes to the, to the Senate floor the very next morning, it passed. And, and everybody that, that we needed was there, uh, you know, voted with Temple and, and we made all the changes, you know, which Bill didn't have any problems making the changes. He was just clean up stuff, you know. Right. <clears throat> and so we made all the changes. And now, now granted, I wasn't the sharpest uh, on lobbying uh, at that point in time. When I worked West Dixie Philly, we had a lobbyist and I used him. Anytime I'd go to Austin, I'd call him. He'd travel around with me and, and we worked for some stuff with TDC. It was TIDC at that time, industrial development. And uh, so we would, uh, I'd use him. Well, one of the things that I found out is I needed a lobbyist. So uh, the Abilene Industrial Foundation, we hired a full-time lobbyist, <laughs> a guy named Buddy Jones. And Buddy was a, a key. good choice, by the way. Oh, he was. <laughs> I mean, he was expensive, and we we knew it. But everybody told us he was the top of the line, and uh, so we hired Buddy, and he worked. You know, he he helped us not just with the economic development, the chamber and city, everything we needed for for Abilene. But I was paying him out of my budget. But like most economic development parts, I was poorly funded. I had to go out every year and raise my salary. <laughs> you know, from the local industries and businesses. Right. And we needed to get this sales tax so we could fund economic development. So anyway, I'm, it's a really long story, and I'm sorry. Uh, I'm pretty good at telling long stories, but we'll try to shorten it. So, so anyway, it goes over to the House. The Senate passed it, goes over to the House. Well, we can't get it on the agenda. <laughs> they read it the first time. In the House, a bill has to be read three times. Right. Or it can pass. And uh, so we we got it read the first time and then it went on the back shelf. <laughs> they weren't reading it. We couldn't get it on the calendar. And so uh, I went to uh, to my uh, state representative. We called him Smiling Bob, uh, Bob Hunter. Great, great guy. Smiled all the time. We called him Smiling Bob. So I went to Bob and and I told Bob, I said, got to have this on the on the front page it's got to be read you know and bob couldn't get it on the on the agenda he didn't have enough pull he was a new representative by the way so i went to buddy told buddy the situation and uh buddy says okay i'll take care of it next day not only was it on the front page it was the number one thing on the front page it was top of the page <laughs> And me and Charlie Bromgool called uh, uh, Buddy Jones on a conference call in Charlie's office. And Charlie says, uh, Buddy, how in the world did you get this uh, move to the front page? And he said, well, he said, that's what you pay me for. And he said, if I tell you how I did it, you wouldn't need me anymore. <laughs> so, so anyway, so we got it on the front page. And, and there's only one day left in the legislative session. It's got to be on the front page the next day. Because if it's not on the front page the next day, no way it can pass. It'll die and it'll be, you know, 
two years before we can bring it up again. So uh, sure enough, next day, Buddy got it on the front page and it was uh, read and passed. So the sales tax for economic development <laughs> became, became law right then and there. And, and Abilene became the first city to- Well, my mayor in Abilene, he and I were really close and had really got to be good friends. He spent a lot of time in my office, you know, uh, conferring with me about city business and stuff. And we just were good friends. And so anyway, his name was Dale Ferguson. He was a character. Most people didn't like him. I liked him. I liked him a lot. And so anyway, uh, I told Dale, I said, we got to do this. He said, we got to be the first city. He said, you've worked too hard to get this done. We're going to be the first city to do this. And uh, so uh, there was a couple of other cities racing to try to beat us to it. But we went to the first possible, Adele went to the first possible city election. You know, you only have city elections certain times a year. And he got it on the agenda. And so I hired a political uh, person, you know, one of these people that help you get elected, you know, does all the inner workings. There was a, a girl there in Abilene and she knew how to do all that. She, everybody that got in a city office or county office there, she worked on their campaign. So she designed the campaign for us and everything. And, and we put out campaign signs, man, and I was on TV and in the newspaper, we talked it up, talked it up. It, our whole agenda, the way we sold it was jobs. We need jobs. Here's the way to get jobs. And uh, that's what uh, we did. We just, we had these signs made that said jobs. Yes. You know, with the check. And man, I put those signs out. I had a van and I, my van was full of them and I'm driving all over town. I put those signs in every right of way where it's against the law to put them out <laughs> in every right of way in town. And uh, so anyway, uh, we helped sell it by one, one quarter will go to uh, economic development and one quarter will go to reduce property tax. Well, it passed. The whole, the whole ball of wax passed. So Abilene was the first city uh, to do it. And uh, so we got the sales tax for economic development. And then all of a sudden, instead of the Abilene Industrial Foundation being uh, dirt poor and begging for contributions, we had money. Right. We had money to do economic development. And so we were able to do advertising and soliciting and, and marketing campaigns that we had not been able to really do before. Uh, before, we had pretty much relied on the electric utility or the gas company uh, to do those sort of things. And so now the uh, Economic Development Corporation uh, started taking off and doing all this sort of stuff because we had money to do the economic development. So here all of a sudden, throughout the state of Texas, all the cities got money to do economic development. And so we have all this money. And so, you know, <clears throat> Texas started growing like crazy. We started getting all this, this uh, economic development activity, all this industry were moving into Texas that wouldn't move there before because we couldn't offer the incentives. And, and you know, and we continued to lobby. Uh, you know, I lobbied with your predecessors there, Carlton, and at, at TEDC, and, and we would get, uh, you know, trucking legislation and right to work and, and all these things, you know, we addressed all those things. I mean, we were fighting for them in the legislature every other year. 
And, you know, it, it was good. Everything rocked along there good. And I, I worked for Abilene for uh, uh, several years and then had the opportunity. Longview had passed the sales tax for economic development. They were starting a corporation. And uh, so, lo and behold, I moved to Longview to set up their corporation. I had, we set it up from scratch. And uh, so I, I moved there and, and got that going. And, and Longview had a lot of industry. I moved from West Texas, where we were running about 4% uh, of the labor force working in, uh, in manufacturing. And I moved over to uh, East Texas, where, you know, it's more like 30%, you know, working in manufacturing. And so it was a whole different environment. But uh, the, the board there was very is a very political entity and every, anybody that's worked in it knows you have to deal with city council, you have to deal with county commissioners, you have to deal with the, all the politics and the economic development boards that are appointed. So a lot of politics in economic development, you know that Carlton uh, better than anybody. So uh, the environment was not good there in, the, in Longview. And I was attending the, uh, uh, Chamber, what we call the Chamber Institute. It was uh, put on through uh, SMU, Southern Methodist University. And, and it was the Chamber, it was the Institute for Organizational Management, what it was, six year program. And I was going through that. And, uh, you know, the emphasis there was to support chambers of commerce with education and that sort of thing. So I kind of was wanting to get into chamber work a little bit, you know. So they had this position open up in Paris, Texas. And uh, I know it's a smaller town. I'd never lived in a town that small. But uh, even though it was a pretty small town, it had a pretty big trade territory. And so anyway, they offered me a good salary, come up there, and, and they had a new economic development corporation, lo and behold. And so I went up there and helped Paris get set up. And then I, I worked in Paris for you know, 13 and a half years. How long, how long were you in Longview, Gary? Two years. Two, two years. years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't, I didn't remember that. Worst two years of my working career. <laughs> well, I remembered you being in Longview, but I didn't, I didn't remember your tenure there. I'm yeah, going to, I'm going to ask you another question. I want you to pick up on Paris in a moment, but in a couple of weeks, I'm going to have Ron Clemens on yeah. the podcast. Yeah, Ron <clears throat> For the railroad. And, and, yep. And, and you and Ron worked together in the TDC for uh, TIDC first and then the TDC yeah. uh, for many years. And, and I ran into him at our 60th anniversary event in Fort Worth back in October. And we got to talking about, about things. And, I, and I, I wanted to ask you what I'm going to talk to him about uh, when we do our podcast is mainly two things, his involvement in uh, the name change of the TIDC to the TDC. And then of course, by the way, (laughs) right. And then moving, moving from, um, you know, essentially being managed by, uh, you know, the engineering uh, experiment station at at A&M to kind of breaking, moving to Austin, Hiring a lobbyist, um, hiring Nancy, all those things. I'd, I'd like your take on that sort of early nineties okay. era okay. of yeah. the TDC. Yeah, with TDC, it's uh, it's important. I mean, 
we had we had started having some strenuous relationship with the engineering uh, extension agency. Yeah, tell tell and us it, about that. Well, A and M had always run it, and right. So, you know, we were becoming more of a viable organization, and and we were growing like crazy because we had all these economic development corporations springing up all over the state. <laughs> right, right. So growing like crazy. Well. Uh, Bradley and some of those guys over at the engineering extension station and the guy that uh, there were a couple of guys that followed him. They didn't want to lose control of TIDC. It was TIDC. They didn't want to lose control. Number one, they were doing the annual conference and they're making about 50,000 a year on the annual conference. And they didn't want to lose that little uh, income. And right. so they wanted to keep control on the organization. And they didn't like us doing so much lobbying. They said, oh, we're, we're part of the university system and you can't be doing all this lobbying. I said, but we're not part of the university system. So the group, I mean, our leadership in the TEDC came to me and they wanted me, they, they said, Gary, we want you to, you're going to pull out of Texas A&M. I said, oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, not me. I said, uh, I've got a brand new engineering extension uh, agency training facility in Abilene that they've helped me set up. You think I'm going to shoot these guys? I said, yeah, we need to do it. We need to do it for sure. I mean, I'm, I'm all for it, but I ain't, I ain't your guy. I said, we're not going to, I'm not going to be the one to do it. And uh, so Ron was the, chairman elect and he said well i'll do it and i said okay I, that's good and i'll support you but i'm not going to be the one to initiate it because of my relationship with them so everybody's like okay okay but we've got to get clear of them we've got to become independent so uh long story short as soon as my tenure was up ron took over uh we changed we we broke away from texas engineering extension service which was a very positive thing and uh, uh, nothing against Texas Engineering Service or great agency. That's why I say I wouldn't pull out from because, man, they did a lot for me uh, when I was out in Abilene. So anyway, uh, so Ron did that. And then it comes up. Well, everybody wants to. It was the Texas Industrial Development Council. Right. And, uh, you know, they said, well, we're moving more towards uh, not just industry, not just industrial development, but more towards economic development, which covers a broader spectrum. And, uh, you know, there were some old school guys, two of us actually, me and a guy named Charlie Page. And uh, Charlie and I said, no, we're not changing the name. <laughs> so it finally, it, despite mine and Charlie's efforts, <laughs> Being the last holdouts, uh, it came for a vote. We changed it to the Texas Economic Development Council. <laughs> so that that's how that came about, and and it was good. It was a good change. I mean, I'm I'm glad we did it. Uh, but you know, I was old school, you know, and and uh, I had grown up in the industrial development, not economic development. And right, right. So, uh, Anyway, so it, it, but it was a good change. It was something that needed to happen. It's particularly having our own executive director. Oh, that was key. And, and being able to lobby. Lobby was very important. You know that, Carlton. 
Still uh, is. Lobbying, work in the legislature was very important to economic development because it's a very political organization. You're going to survive. Uh, that's what you had to do. So uh, uh, anyway, that's how all that came about. And it, it was all positive. It was all good. And, and I, I was on board uh, 100%. I voted against it, me and Charlie Page, but I was really on board. <laughs> gotcha. Um, let's go back to um, to your to your uh, long and successful tenure in Paris. Were you the first uh, person to run the Paris yes. ABC? Yes, I was. So yeah, all right. Uh, uh, and you know, Gary, you had a great run there, and it's only been until recently that they they seem to. Uh, you know, the organization seems to be like it was when you were running it. They've gone through some difficult oh, times. Yeah. Uh, but uh, tell us about your time in Paris and, and, okay. and uh, you know, some of your accomplishments there. Okay. Well, I went to Paris and uh, I was, uh, uh, it was the Lamar County Chamber of Commerce was the entity. I was the executive director. And the economic development program was under the Chamber of Commerce. Well, my emphasis was on economic development. That's what the community wanted. I spent uh, 80% of my budget was paid for by the Economic Development Corporation. <laughs> and 80% of my time went to economic development and just a little bit to the chamber, but that's all that was needed there. I had a chamber manager. And, and we ran it that way. And I spent all my time in economic development. And, and we grew uh, in leaps and bounds there. We had Paris was a, a small community, 25,000 population, 50,000 in the county. Uh, but we had tremendous industrial base, Campbell Soup, uh, Kimberly Clark. Uh, we had the Earth Grains uh, Bakery. And we had Babcock and Wilcox. And and just, uh, you know, uh, Phillips lighting. I mean, the, the industry list in Paris was just unbelievable. And uh, so we, we had a, a great organization. There. I, had a, I had a little group called the Industrial Manager, uh, and we met once a, once a week. I mean, yeah, once a week. We had lunch once a week, and uh, nobody – I was the only outsider – me and whoever was chairman of the Chamber of Commerce, only outsiders that weren't plant managers. So I met with all my plant managers once a week. So we had a good, and they were free to, we didn't keep minutes, we didn't take notes, it wasn't that kind of organization. And we'd eat lunch and we'd talk about things. We'd go around the room, everybody got a say as to what was going on in their industry and, you know, things like that. So when when there were labor issues or there were political issues or whatever it were, we addressed them. So are, are, are you telling me, Gary, that um, Danny Booth must have stolen your lunch idea for his well, Tuesday morning I, meetings? I don't know. <laughs> he, may, he, he may have. Danny and I are good friends. Very I know. Good. I know Probably you are. Have been. And you I know, live so close to him now. I'm only 20 miles from him now. But, uh, you know what I think is interesting uh, about that? You were <clears> – <throat> there was quite a movement – toward combining chambers and EDCs. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. And, and you were one of those guys. Of course, Danny was one of those guys. Midland Odessa did it. Uh, there yeah. were a lot of communities. Abilene was that way. You know? Abilene did it. Yep, yep. Uh, uh, and, and was that something that 
uh, emanated from conversations at TEDC meetings? Or was that just something that popped up organically? Because it's really not a trend anymore. Uh, but uh, I mean, there's a few out there, Terrell being one of them, for yeah. example. But well, I, I tell you the, the thing, Carlton, uh, we, we wanted to keep economic development function more as a, a, even though it was publicly funded, it operated like a private business. Yep. And uh, of course, what happened to destroy that, uh, Larry Milner was, we had formed an organization and I was in, in that too, I was heavily involved in the, in the Texas uh, Chamber of Commerce. Right. And we associated very closely with Texas Association of Business and all that. And so Larry Milner, who had been one of the utility guys, I'd known him in the economic development with electric utility up in the panhandle. And he was head of the state agency. And Milner was a great guy. He and I were good friends. So I went to Milner and I told him, I said, Larry, we have got to keep the chambers involved in economic development. And he agreed with me. And uh, so he got the chambers on board and, and we, so it kind of fell into place, you know, again, politics, there's so much politics in everything we do. And, and he got it all into a, a place and, and uh, the chambers supported us. And then a uh, couple of years later, what was happening, the cities were getting more into the economic development corporation. They were, the cities were taking them over and the city was taking the money and using it improperly and all that sort of stuff. And they were taking away money from the chambers and from the economic development efforts. Miller came to me a couple of years later and he said, Gary, he said, I know I supported you in this effort. He said, but if I'd known how it was going to turn out, I would have opposed you. And, uh, because, and it was because of the cities taking over the economic development functions. And, you know, there were guys like me and, Danny, that we tried to keep it more private because as a private corporation, you can operate a lot better. Sure. You can be more efficient and get things done. And where you got, you know, when you involve the city, well, you got to have all these public meetings, you know, which all the development corporations had to have public meetings. And uh, the cities just got their hand in it. The cities started appointing all the members of the economic development councils and all that sort of stuff, you know, all the, the corporations. And uh, so it, it kind of went that way, but that's, that's you know, kind of how that happened, Carlton. And now, as you know, it's, it's more on the city side. It's, it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, as I think about the history of the sales tax, there's like, there's like two eras in, in, in I'm going to toss this out to you because I'd like your commentary on it. The first era was probably 1989 to early 2000s. Mm -hmm. And that era, uh, a couple of things were going on. Literally anything goes at the local level. Uh, I mean, even though there was a law that people were supposed to adhere to. Yeah. And, and, um, and, and secondly, lots of people, and I, I know you'll agree with me on this, just didn't know what, economic development was that's true you know that's they true. thought oh, oh wow you know here we are in cisco texas and we got a subway shop you know that's man that's ex that's economic development well 
you know, uh, no, <laughs> no, it's not. But, but anyway, um, one of the things we did then, as you know, and, and, and I, I th- seem to remember you and Amanda Nobles mm-hmm. and a handful of people in the 2003 session, we got the primary jobs provision put into what was then 5190 of, of the Vernon's Texas annotated Texas statutes. Now yeah. uh, sections 501 to 505 of the local government code. That was a big thing. And then the, the next session, we established more rules about type B and kind of um, uh, try to do our best from type, keeping type B to be a free for all. And as part of that, we got the training, um, you, you know, we, we established the training um, modules and in, in in us as a provider of training uh, to um, not only economic development professionals, but of course to boards and council members as well. Well, one of the things we've tried to do, Gary, in, in the last several years is just migrate that away from training folks like Gary Vest, who know the economic development sales tax law, and training Gary's board members and council members, yeah, yeah. whoever wants to. And and um, so what I'm saying is. We went through that first era, and by the way, between 1989, and you know this as well as anybody, between 1989 and 2005, the ED sales tax law was amended 70 times, and, and, and sometimes good amendments, sometimes bad, but one of the things we've been able to do the last 15 years or so is to keep the legislature from messing with it, and um, that's been... It's kind of been our mantra. So by all that, that long um, uh, statement by me, I, I'd, like to, I'd like to know your perspective on the history and, and uh, you, you know, how that's worked or maybe not worked and where you think it's going. And um, how, how, do, how do we keep this great thing going for Texas? Yeah, well, uh... It, it was real interesting to see that transition. Uh, it was harrowing uh, for me. <laughs> I mean, I was a, we, we wound up in two camps, the type A corporation and the type B corporation. And I was a type A purist. Right. And fought really hard for that. Senator Ratliff fought really hard for it. Senator Ratliff became the Lieutenant governor, as you know, and, and he even came to one of our meetings. He said, look, I gave this to you and I'll take it away from you. I don't know if you remember that, Carl. That was in Round Rock he, in, he in came 2001. He said, I gave it to you and I'll take it away. Yep. Yep. And he was trying to make us walk the line, leaning towards the type A. Uh, Senator Ratliff was heavily opposed to the type B corporations. Yes. So anyway, uh, but we kind of got into that structure and, and that's when the city's, the cities had to form the type B because they were stealing all the money from the economic development efforts to do infrastructure and things like that, you know, and I think it's gotten better Carlton, you know, but uh, like you said, every Senator, every state representative in every town uh, wanted to make some legislative change to the economic development sales tax. It was a, 
It was crazy. We, we were fighting it. You know that we were fighting it uh, hands and tooth, and some stuff was good, some stuff was bad. But uh, we were fighting it, trying to trying to keep it all from happening. But but it all changed uh, dramatically, and it continues to change. And of course, I've been out of the business now for you know for over ten years. And uh, you know, um, it, it, it just it, it's amazing what what it has become would you have ever imagined back in 1989 1990 that we'd have 720 economic development corporations that bring in a billion two no, a year no, to, no. to local local economic development i i, it, I didn't ever see it being that big i, I knew it was going to be significant but i, uh-huh. I really thought uh you know the the major areas and the, you know, the middle metropolitan areas would be the ones that would do it, not the small towns. Right. Like the smaller towns really got into uh, economic development. But I'll, I'll tell you, I encouraged a lot of small towns. I did. I made a lot of speeches around presenting how to. I know you did. Yeah. Your economic development sales tax. How do you do it? How do you get it done? And I, I had a matter of fact, I had so much demand that I put together a, a little notebook and when people would call me and say, I don't have time to come, it's taken away from my job. I can't do that. And the yeah, people, you were the, they were like, we'll pay you. And I said, no, I, I'm, I'm going to send you this book. And it's a how-to book. And I sent out hundreds of those things. Yeah, you, <laughs> were, the, you were like the original uh, prophet of all that. Eventually, Joe Newman did a great job with it as well. Oh, yeah, you know, and, and took, yeah. He took that on as, you know, during his tenure. It, it was a passion for Joe, and it, and it went back to his time at the Comptrollers, you know, when when he monitored the sales yeah, tax elections yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And, and and he was great at that. But I do seem to recall you were you were our, the, the original um, uh, sort of uh, – Profit of the economic development sales well, tax. They used to they <laughs> call me the the granddads, what they called me, because I got premature white. You know, say I still white, what little bit I have. But anyway, the uh, yeah, Joe kind of took that over, which was a good uh, program for TEDC to do. Right. I mean, he, and, uh, that that was the thing we needed to be doing at that point. It, it helped our membership. Hmm. It, it helped good our time. membership grow. It helped our bottom line, and and you know that. That training, Carlton, started out at the Texas Engineering Extension Service at Texas A&M. And if you were going to be in economic development in the state of Texas, you went down there for what we called the basic industrial basic, development yeah. course. And I did that. I did that in 1976. Yeah. I did too. I did too. Yeah. So, you know, it, it was good training. And uh, then... Well, you, you would be, I don't know if you know this, but you'd be happy to know, uh, if you don't, that... Not uh, we still have a relationship um, with Teeks, and we work with them. Um, A number of years ago, we came together and we felt like um, the basic course is 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 the TEDCs now. But we felt like we needed a relationship with a college or university. You know, absolutely, A and M was the logical choice, and so. We, uh, we work collaboratively with them. In fact, today we have a class starting in Round Rock. Uh, and, and in this year, 
not only are we the only state that's authorized by the IEDC to do more than one, we do two a year. This year, uh, we're going to do three. And we have a tremendous Good. demand Good. for that program. So I'm going to see another one of your old friends um, either later today or tomorrow, and that is Pat Jamison. Pat, oh, yeah. is, Pat. Yeah. Is, is, our, uh, is our guy on the ground at our basic courses. Cool. And uh, he took Bill Lacey's place a few years ago. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I will uh, be sure to tell Pat. You do. About, Pat's, a, Pat's a great guy. He is a great guy. And I know y'all were friends for many years and uh, I'll, I'll let him know. And, and then I'll get him to tune in on our, uh, our conversation on the podcast today. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Pat, Pat is just an awesome man and very knowledgeable, very experienced. And, uh, and uh, he and I, man, we, we went to the fish fry in Paris one time and it's all you can eat catfish. We almost put them out of business. Well, uh, my goodness, that <laughs> sounds like, time, that, that sounds like a good way to go, man. Um, <laughs> oh, Pat and I, we well, had, we had a lot of fun together. A lot of, a lot of good memories. Yeah. Well, Gary, you are, um, you are a very, very important person in the history of our organization. As you know, uh, we celebrated our 60th anniversary back in October. Um, and, uh, for that, you will, uh, you will forever have a place in our history as, as we well, it, have grown and changed and, and adapted. Well, TBC uh, was instrumental to me and, uh, and very important to me. And, uh, as you know, Carlton, uh, I, uh, I grew closer and closer to my Lord Jesus Christ and I entered the ministry full time. That's when right. I was economic right. development, and I entered a ministry full time and unfortunately went through a bunch of health issues and I had to retire. And if, if I hadn't had to retire, I'd still be working there, but I still teach well, two classes at my church and, and very involved. Yeah. You know, that which springs to mind that you and Tom Palmer Palmer yeah, are the, are the two guys who left yeah. the, uh, <laughs> left the gospel of economic development. Uh, for, for, for the, the gospel, gospel of Jesus. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's true. It's true. Very true. And and y'all call me the chaplain and, and you used to call me Mr. Clean behind my back, you know, because yeah, I didn't have drinking. I didn't have drinking in the president's suite or any of well, that sort of stuff, you know. You you were for many years the TDC chaplain and you always did a fabulous job on that. So well, I considered that to be an honor also and, and uh, really led to uh, my true calling. <laughs> well, so, but uh, I, you know, it was great. I had a great career, worked with a lot of tremendous industries, so many great people. And you being one of them, Carlton, and then I love you and appreciate your brother. And, and uh, I've always just thought likewise. of you. Yeah. Even likewise, before, my good even friend. before you became the economic development uh, <laughs> guru there in Austin. So, well, I appreciate you too, Gary. And, and, uh, thanks for spending some time, uh, with us as we get through, um, our list this year, I can, I can see us maybe, uh, picking these up and, and having some, uh, uh, some of our folks like yourself do this again at some point in the, in, oh, hey. in, 
in the future. I'm, I'm happy to talk about stuff like that, Carlton. I appreciate you guiding me through all this. And you know, I can talk too much. No, you, you did. You did great. And, and Gary, I appreciate you. And thank you again. Thanks for all you, you did in your career for TDC. But even from a bigger picture standpoint, thanks, thanks for all the work you did on behalf of Texas. Well, I, hey, it was my pleasure. It was, it was turned out to be quite a calling, and I appreciate it. Yeah. Take care of yourself, my friend. All right, Carlton. Adios.